In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. And today we're going to talk about life's biggest mystery, the afterlife, and what happens when we actually cross over. I mean, there's a lot of people who talk about near-death experiences where you see your body, you go through a tunnel, maybe you see loved ones, maybe you get a life review, but then you get sent back. So what happens to the people that, and the souls that don't get sent back? And that's what we're going to talk about. And we read this very interesting book called Journey of Souls by Michael Newton, PhD. He's a certified master hypnotherapist. That's right. Similar to the books we've talked about before, Many Lives, Many Masters and Dr. McLean, He would take clients back in time to remember things from previous lives and accidentally discovered that he could go through their mind's eye and see into that between life state. So interesting that he figured that out, that he could see that and have them find that information deep down. Absolutely. And it's really fascinating because in this book, He represents 29 of his clients where he found they were saying the same thing. And that's what always amazes me. Different people with different beliefs, whether they were atheist, agnostic, Christian, Jewish, didn't matter what country or nationality they were from, they started telling him the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. I mean, you'll always have these stories that you had back from BC, even that you might've been alive in BC. It's amazing to know that and to figure that out and know what kind of lives you had then. But what was more interesting was how he, once he regressed someone back to that previous life, he would then progress them to their death. And he would say, now watch it like you're watching a movie to remove them from the emotional attachment. But he would talk them to their death and what did they see and what did they feel? And then he asked them to continue on into the spirit world and report back. And he claimed that some of his clients were enjoying that moment so much. They found him to be annoying because he's like, yes. tell me what you see. Tell me you see. And they're like, shut up, shut up. I, I just let me enjoy this. I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one of them saying, I don't want to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> The one of the spirit guides to the one of the people he was talking to. I don't want to talk to him about that. No. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. And these people would be just as surprised when they came out of this session with the information they came up with as he was. They did not go into this with any agenda or knowing this was going to happen. It just unfolds. And he does a really wonderful job of taking all of these cases and piecing together an experience from our death all the way to birth into a new life and what happens in between. And it's just, if you're not ready for this kind of information, it might blow your mind and maybe even make you feel uncomfortable. Right. (laughs) It takes a little bit to get used to. Yeah. 
It does, but this is, you know, I, I did read this one after Many Lives, Many Masters, probably, you know, a few years later, and I have listened to this more than once, and I have completely for myself accepted and kind of adopted this whole theory and philosophy of my own and in, in feeling like this all feels right to me. It feels good to me. I like, and as I would say to my dad, if he asked me, what if you're wrong? I wouldn't mean, say it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who cares? I won't know. <laughs> it makes you feel good now. So that's right. I love thinking about this stuff. So let's talk about it, Trisha. I mean, yes. you know, from, you know, cause I know you said a lot of stories really hit you and stood out to you and, and you like to point those out, but you know, from the, the very first point, you know, once he's got them back in a previous life, he talked them to what happened at the moment of your death, or you right. even have one, I think you mentioned you want to talk about where it was really trying to get to the solve of why someone had current physical pain in this life. Yeah, it was interesting that you still feel the pain from a previous life. Doctors are, have no idea what's going on with you, but you won't know it until you go step into this session with somebody who can bring you back. And try to direct you to what is the origin of this pain. Go to the moment right. where this pain was relevant and what was yeah. the story you liked about the little girl? It was a five-year-old girl. She was on the stagecoach with, I believe, her mom and her dad. And they were riding off. And all of a sudden, she was goofing around. And her mom was telling her, stop. Stop messing around. And all of a sudden, she fell out of the carriage. And the wheels rolled right over her legs. In this life, her current life that she's in now, she was experiencing the pain, exact pain from where the wagon rolled over her legs. Right. And in her current physical life, there was no reason for her to have the pain. Right? No, no. Which is why went, right. She, that's why she went to a hypnotherapist because she's like, okay, my physical doctors think I'm crazy. There's nothing wrong with me, but I have these pains. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting because. I think back to all my pains. I'm like wondering if that have any connection to it. Cause some mm -hmm. say, well, there's nothing wrong. It looks good. You're fine. And I'm like, okay, mm, but I, it still wrong. hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So when I get mine done, I'm interested in that kind of stuff too, to right, see right. if anything like that has happened to me where it hurt then. And then I figured it out and now I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm no longer in that pain. That's the other interesting thing. After she did this session, the pain in her legs went away Yeah, and she was fine. But what I found more interesting, it wasn't just him regressing her to find out why you have the pain. He went a step further. And yes. when he progressed her into the spirit world after that life, he asked, why would you do that? Was that planned? Right. I know. And she, she goes, I could have stopped it. Mm-hmm. But she goes, this is what was supposed to happen mm -hmm. to be with my parents who needed me and wanted me to be around with them forever. Because I believe in that life, she was then permanently crippled and they had to take care of her, right? Yeah, she couldn't do anything else after that. And this is where I think people have the hardest time. You know, why would you sign up for something like that? On our earthly physical level right now, of course, that sounds insane, <laughs> Right. Let me have somebody roll over me. A big, heavy thing. Roll I want me. to experience being crippled. You know, yes. we're thinking, are you nuts? But apparently in our spirit world, it's a higher way of thinking, a lot smarter than ourselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that higher self knows I need to experience what it is like to be X, Y, Z. And in this case, right. it was 
dependent on someone else. While those parents who also signed up for this ahead of time wanted to have the experience of having a child that wouldn't leave them that they always took care of. Right. I know all of that sounds crazy, but yes, in his book, he has lots of stories exactly like this. It's like, this is our theater down here on earth. Yeah. They get to watch us and laugh at us and go like, <laughs> you chose that. Ha ha ha. Look at you. Huh? <laughs> you know, you're up there. You think, oh, it's a great idea. I want to experience what it's yes. like to be a you know, a crippled and have my parents take care of me the rest of my life. And then you get down here. And now I'm thinking, was I, what was I thinking? You know, why did I decide this? <laughs> right. And then a child decided I want to be abandoned by my, mm-hmm. my mother even. And why in your, would you choose to be wanting to be abandoned and left alone? Like these mm-hmm. things that you choose, but you're trying to learn a lesson there. And that's why you choose these things. You have this lesson that you want to learn. Right. So in your next life, you can come back better or learn a new lesson. Like it's just so interesting of all these different scenarios that people do. It is fascinating. And he describes this and he says the spirit world talks about this being one of the toughest schools or planets and physical life existences that's out there. It's a really tough school on our planet earth, but this is how we experience and grow and learn. And the best way to grow and to learn is to experience. And it is not always experiencing just good things, which we've talked about before in our podcast. Sometimes it's the bad things that we benefit from and we grow out of. Exactly. Like she wants to be crippled. So you Mm -hmm. in this life for her, it was a good thing. So she's going to learn. I have to be, learn how to be dependent on people and learn how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's one of my things as I have to learn to ask for help. So that's probably what I, one of my lessons is here. I started learning how to ask for help in my life. So I think as you go in your life that you have now, I think you'll slowly understand what kind of things that you wanted to learn Mm -hmm. when you decided, oh, I want to be this person in this life Mm -hmm. and why and why and these people that I'm going to meet and Mm -hmm. like everything is planned out for you. We just don't know it. We can't remember it. (laughs) Right. Well, they talk about how when we come into our physical body, that the physical body then becomes this filter and the shield. And we have this amnesia we're supposed to have from the spirit world, because if we come here really remembering and knowing where we came from, of course, we don't want to face what we're about to go through. No. And this is why I connect with this book, because there are some things that explain feelings or things I picked up on as a child that I didn't understand. Like when I told my mom I wanted to go home and that I knew wherever I came from when my mom would ask me what was home, you know, that was the only home right. I, I knew that I was with my real parents in the first house I was born in. But I remembered and I described to her showing my hands that, you know, your your hands can only get as close as just putting them together. But where I came from and then I crossed my fingers and I said we could get closer and I had no idea what I was talking about. I was five. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, my aunt calls that a leak like a leak into what I was supposed to have of amnesia, but I had this deep feeling of homesickness that now I look back and I listen to a book like this and I'm like, oh, it makes sense to me. Right. (laughs) Your spirit guide was probably there going, shh, 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 don't say anything. You weren't supposed to remember that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
how can you focus? You know, you got to face your challenges you came here to face. And so it is interesting because, you know, he does talk about the things we have heard more traditionally from near-death experiences where there is, you know, an entrance into the spirit world and there's some homecoming usually of, of greeting of family, loved ones, spirit guides. But he goes even further because he's talking to people who weren't coming back from a near-death experience. It was their between-life state. And they go in further talking about what that homecoming is and these group of souls. And we really do have a family of souls we continue to reincarnate with and we play different roles. And that's fascinating. Yeah. Also your spirit guides that are with you, they usually are the same as well, Mm -hmm. which was interesting to read about because you would think a new life, new spirit guides, (laughs) but it's not, it's the same ones that are helping you through each life and helping you learn from each life. And they're saying we've probably reincarnated already hundreds of times, which in some ways terrifies me, but my, my (laughs) aunt and I often joke that we're hoping all the worst stuff is behind us now. Yeah. I hope so too. I mean, I went through a lot in this life right now that I'm dealing with. So I want more happy going on now. So let's Let's see the happy now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just ready to get to the next level, you know? And yes. <laughs> but it is really interesting because then he even asked, you know, what do you do on the other side while you're there? And it's everything from first that reunion and good to see you and, you know, all these souls that you've reincarnated with. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around this, but like, when I see you, Trisha, I knew you as Trisha in this life. So that's how you would be able to project to me your identity. But someone you may have had a life with 100 years ago, right. you could apparently project that image to them and also be recognized. Right. Yeah. Because I was talking to someone actually today about that kind of stuff. I was like, we probably knew each other in another life years ago. Yeah. But don't realize it now. We won't know until right. we get into that. You're back. Yes. Like when we're in that spirit world again. It's just so interesting. You know, these people and they, you know them over and over again, but you don't really know them. Right. And they say we do continue to grow and to change and to evolve. So we aren't exactly as we were you know, in one of our first lives. Exactly. The way I related that to, and I have three kids that are now in their twenties. So they're young adults, but my daughter, the lovely videos that I keep looking at from when she was five, that's a whole different person. And yet she's the same. So that's my physical example from this earth life to be able to now take that idea That even yourself, Trisha, you're a whole different, you're the same person, but you're different from when you were five. Yes. Cause at that age for me, when I was in school, I had learning disabilities and I had to learn to ask for help. There you go. That's a theme in your life. That's a, yeah. I'm like, I had to learn how to read because I was dyslexic. Okay. So I had to ask for those helps. Like I need that extra time to actually read this book and understand this book or take a test or Mm -hmm. from beginning to now I'm much better at asking for help. But back when I was younger, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I can do it myself. I don't need anybody's help, but my own. These are good examples of how I see reincarnation not being any different than the different phases we go through in this physical life. We're the same person, but we're different. I'm not that same baby that was in the hospital. I'm not going to say how many years ago, (laughs) (laughs) 
but I am the same soul at the same time. And I have grown, I have changed. You've grown, you've changed, you know, you've overcome a lot of things. And I have, now that you're saying that, I realize I've had a theme in my life of learning patience. I've always felt that that's been a reoccurring theme for me. And I'm finally getting more patient and coming out in LA and learning to drive in traffic was definitely one of the things. And as probably also being a mom. Yes. You have to be patient when you're a parent. Yes, definitely. And so the book to me is just refreshing. It's hopeful. It's for anyone who's afraid of dying or concerned and afraid about loved ones they've lost and where have they gone. I highly recommend getting Journey of Souls because it's a beautiful explanation of what actually happens between our lives. And I know they cover so much material that we can't get to it. So I want to find out like, what was your most favorite, you know, we haven't even talked about, we haven't talked yet about what happens and before your next life. Right. And that's one of the things that was kind of interesting to me actually is where a group of souls come together and those group of souls are going to be in your life that's Mm going to be coming and you meet them all at that point along with your spirit guide who's instructing you and Mm -hmm. telling you who these people are and how they're going to affect you in this life yes and there was this one that was it was so interesting this man when he was taken back to this time and he was talking to his spirit guide about this whole meeting he kept on telling the doctor, Dr. Michael Newton, stop, stop. I have to listen to what he's saying. Or I'm, <laughs> I'm like, he's like, okay, but can you, you know, like we said, report back please, to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please tell me, please tell me what you're seeing, what you're hearing. And then he let him say, okay, I'll let you listen to his story in one, two, three. And he snapped his fingers and let him listen. And it was over and within a couple minutes. And he mm-hmm. goes, So what did your guide tell you? And a couple of the things that hit home was he knew who his wife was going to be. He met his wife Mm -hmm. and he told us how he was going to meet his wife. And it was so interesting that the wife was also his wife in a previous life as well. Mm -hmm. So it was the same spirit there and how they met in this life was so interesting. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't know until he moved to California, he lived in another town like in another state. And when they moved here to California, he was doing his laundry. And all of a sudden he had something come up and it said, you need to go to the hospital right now and meet somebody there. So he went to this hospital and he went up to like the desk or somewhere where he can ask, I'm looking for this person and explain this person. And he goes, they go, yes, she's getting off work soon. She'll be coming down. I'll let you know when she comes. And that was his wife. And she had a similar feeling, right? So yeah, they kind of went to this moment, both really not knowing why, but something in them drove them there. Drove them to that one point. To each other. He was doing his laundry Mm -hmm. and was told to go to a hospital. Like, yeah, in your right mind is like, you're doing laundry, go to the hospital because you're going to meet somebody you need to meet. You're like, okay. (laughs) It's just so interesting. And then the whole story keeps on going on and all the different things that sparked. Oh, oh, this Mm -hmm. is supposed to be my wife. This is my soulmate. That one hit me the most because I'm like, wow, wondering for me, I have this one connection in my head. I'm not going to say the name is the person I'm supposed to marry. Mm hmm. And this name, I've dated a couple of people with this name. Mm, nice. So it's like, 
wait, okay, which one is it supposed to be? Like in my <laughs> head, because they keep You have a coming. name in your head? I have a name that always from when mm-hmm. I was a like teenager, mm-hmm. I had this name pop in my head going, okay, this is the person, name of the person I'm going to marry. And it's interesting that through my whole life, I've met a couple people with that name and I dated a couple of them. Fun fact that you just triggered a memory. I told my mom when I was in elementary school, I was going to marry a David with dark hair and light eyes. And guess what? And you did. I did. So there you go. So yeah, it's so interesting. These little things that your spirit guides are telling you mm-hmm. to be on the lookout for, but you're not really understanding what they're saying. They're just, they're giving you those little triggers, triggers there. And I'm still waiting. And, you know, and that's what's really cool with this book. It's, you know, if anybody out there is asking, who am I? What is my life purpose? Where am I going when I die? Not that this book is going to answer everything for you, but it is going to open your mind to the possibilities and maybe trigger like what you're saying, a memory or something inside you that's been speaking to you. Yeah. I mean, it can happen at any time. Like that happened to me as a teenager. Who would have thought you would know that name? when you were a teenager. Right. And then you all of a sudden you're meeting these people with the same name. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like spirit guy, tell me what else I need to like, yeah. What is the other trigger that I know if it's this person that I'm talking to, or, you know, sometimes we're afraid that we're going to miss our clue or our sign. I remember feeling like that earlier in my life and being so afraid that I didn't listen to the right signals and I've missed things. But one of the greatest lessons that I've been picking up from a lot of books like this and my own spiritual development and research is that everything works out as it is supposed to. Right. There's no wrong turns. Right. It will work out. And yes, if you miss that one little clue, something else, there's a backup plan. There's there's right. other people on the other side. You have a team of spirits and guides on the other side that all know your plan. They're part of it. They're going to help things fall into place. And you have to, you have to get, have find peace with that. And as well as like that story that I told about the guy and meeting his soulmate, he was with another person before he moved to California Mm -hmm. and he was almost going to marry this person, Mm -hmm. but he said it wouldn't have been bad. If he did, it just wouldn't be that one soulmate where I was, should have been, but it wouldn't have been a bad turn. It's still been a good life. It's just not to the extreme of where I am now. Right. You get to see these glimpses of your next life. Even right before that, there is a process of selecting a life and you have options that they get to let you peek into. And that's where I can't wrap my head around the whole time is not linear thing. And they say it's kind of circular and I just, you know, I can't think time, but you can look forward and into different options of life and see what they feel like and try out that body and that person and help decide what you want to choose as your next life. And that is fascinating. Yeah. That's interesting to me too. Who would want to come back super skinny? Like, did you choose to be super skinny? Did you (laughs) choose to be husky? You know, right. You're like, why would I choose this, you know, for Mm -hmm. my life? Because in your head now, sometimes if you have those perceptions in your head and how you were raised body shaming yourself, Mm -hmm. like I'm too skinny. I can't like, I need to gain weight or I'm overweight. I need to lose weight. Why would I do that to myself? Right. There's a reason. 
or something. Again, it's all a learning experience. You learn to, you pick that body type to learn something. Right. And then they prepare you, as you're saying, by giving you your clues. And I kind of felt like this was one of those areas, like you were saying, the guides were more hesitant and wanting to tell Michael Newton what was really happening, but they would prepare for that embarking into your new life. And there's a process and there are some beliefs of just like our physical body has to go through the womb to be a baby and grow and come out. There's something the soul has to also go through to be prepared to come down to earth. So I thought that was fascinating. Um, right. And then the soul can come in and out of that wound. Yes. You remember that I was like, that was fascinating to me too, that he asked, well, why are you leaving the, that body then right now? Mm-hmm. Well, cause I can, you know, yeah. and I was yeah. like, but I still know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like he's, if they're still in touch with that body and that, right. It's like, they're getting used to it. They have time when the baby's in the womb to jump in and out. Yes. And he's having fun in the different realms. Right. And he's playing around. He sees what's going on outside of his mother's womb and in their life. And I thought that was interesting too, because I'm not going to go into any kind of political speak at all, except that if it brings peace to anyone, the souls sometimes would know if they weren't ever going to have a long life. Right, exactly. And that brings me peace in a lot of ways and thinking about people who've either lost a child or they've had to make a decision and everything to do with any kind of birth control, just to know that our souls are always taken care of. It's very loving on the other side. It's very forgiving. It's a learning environment. They don't have the ego. They don't condemn you. They nurture you. But also when you cross over and because there's so much information, we kind of chose to skip over a lot of it, but I do at least want to mention for anyone who's interested in reading the book, he does cover and talk about displaced souls and confused souls and what happens when they cross over and they weren't ready and how they're handled. And they, they do handle a lot of those situations and It's very interesting. He talks about our guides, like you were saying, that are with us for many lives. And he talks about different level souls a little bit, beginner and intermediate advanced souls. And there's just a progression of our growth of all of us just growing more to be like the source or the universe, the God. Right. And some of the spirit guides, they never become a body in that in another life. Mm -hmm. That's that is their, their life is being that spirit angel in that mm-hmm. spirit world. Mm-hmm. They don't incarnate. Yeah. It's interesting that way too, that you, and then they grow into their next level. Like you were saying mm-hmm. the advanced or whatever, like, you know, those different levels. So each level they're teaching another soul, mm-hmm. what they need to know to become up to their next level. Mm-hmm. Cause they talked about the learning and how the advanced spirit guides are helping these other spirit guides become their own advanced ones. And right. they have to learn to let go of them as well. Yep. So there's all these different aspects. It's amazing. Did you also catch, he did talk a little bit about color. I did. He didn't go into it a lot, but similarly, since we spoke recently about chakras and auras and that kind of stuff, he did identify sometimes that the person that he was regressing would identify someone with the color that would appear to them. And and somehow that indicated to them their level of knowledge or experience. 
Yeah, because I remember the purples and the blues that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And that, from what I remember in when I did the auras readings and all that, that's the spiritual, the faith in that group right there, those colors. And it's interesting that you would have the auras in that realm yeah. and that you would still see it. Yep. So there's so many levels, like you're saying, that we don't know. We're still learning yeah. ourselves of these different levels and that you can see these auras in that realm. And you can see auras in this realm ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like so fascinated with this. Yeah. It's really interesting. And one of the things he talked about too was when you were in the between state, between life state, there are colors we don't see here. One of the things we've talked about with third eye is that our physical eyes are almost like a filter to see what we're supposed to see in this physical world, while our third eye can see more of what's in the spirit world and what doesn't exist here. If anyone who has a hard time believing in the third eye, close your eyes right now and picture your front porch or your back porch or what your house looks like on the outside and you're seeing it look around. That's, you know, a way to experience the third eye. Or when you're dreaming, you're not using your physical eyes. Yeah. And I mean, look at these blind people, like we talked about in the aura podcast, they use that third eye to get around, not Mm -hmm. just see the auras that Mm -hmm. there is, but they use that third eye to get around. So it's just like, wow. Like, who who would have thought that I knew about the third eye when I was young, but I didn't know anything about it. But now that I'm reading more about it, reading stories that they've done and research that they've done that they can, the blind people can see with that and they can see the auras as well as we the people that do can see are using that third eye to see that aura or see something that we're not seeing with our two physical eyes that we have it is fascinating and it's really for anyone who struggles just in their own purpose it's a very uplifting book I feel very hopeful. It makes me look at life differently. It does help me because I'm at that point right now too. Uh, in my life I'm looking for my purpose in my life. And hearing these different stories and knowing that I know there is a purpose for me there in this life and I'm going to find it. It's just hearing that people are finding it right? and knowing that was my purpose. That is why I was in this life to be there for my parents or, or to be there for my kid, you know, those little things that was your purpose or your purpose was to be friends with this one person who needed somebody like you in their life. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing to use to help you feel better. These kind of stories help me feel better knowing that there is that purpose at the end of the road that I can't see yet. There's a lot of different uses of different types of hypnotherapy that have helped people with deep grief, as well as their own, like we're saying, life purpose or unknown physical ailments, other things like that, which I'm fascinated with continuing to learn more of. You can find someone, a life between life facilitator. In fact, the Michael Newton Foundation, they have a website. It's the newtoninstitute.org. If anyone's interested in checking that out, or I'm sure if you just Googled life between lives and then Trish and I are going to keep talking about it. And I look forward to getting more guests next year. In 2022, yes. one should be a hypnotherapist, 
So hopefully in January that you'll get to talk to her. Yeah. And people who've experienced near-death experiences, all of that, we're going to talk to more of those people. We're going to investigate, study, research more. I'm signing up for workshops. I'm going to be certified in mediumship, different kinds of, yes, mediumship and hypnotherapy as well. So these are all the fun things we have to look forward to. And I know you are an empath. You feel and sense things and you see auras. So we need to work on developing these skills now that we have been burying. Yeah, we have, I haven't explored them as much yet. I mean, I want to. So Mm -hmm. one step is getting that hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. and helping me in that sense. So I think that will get me into a good place Mm -hmm. and seeing these different steps that you can take to help better yourself Mm -hmm. and help the spirit world help you. You have to let them help you. That's right. So you have to ask. And that is what I'm asking for right now. As you all can hear, please help me find my path, my purpose. Give me that guidance right now so I can find it. Even mediumship, they talk about asking, just ask. And you're doing it, Trisha, by asking. And I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in meditation. And I don't care who's God or believe in or which religion, because I believe that they all are under the same umbrella. And I think everything for good and for the purpose of good is all the same thing. So And even for people who are atheists or agnostic, some know, okay, there might be some other kind of power out there, but find a reason and a bigger purpose in life. And I like what you're saying. You are asking and you're saying, I am ready and please show me. And I think that is key. So everybody who's out there that feels like they're lost, just ask and it will come. It might not come right after you ask, as I know it hasn't for me. It's slow little things that will trigger it for you and you'll figure it out because I'm getting those slow triggers and you will too. And if you ask, you shall receive. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com for links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Well, we did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.